Good November to you. Good Novembering this time of year. Hi, it's Pictish Trail here. This is the Lost Map podcast. I'm going to be giving you some chat and some music today from my shed on the Isle of Egg. Thank you for joining me. I always mean to say that at the top of the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. You're looking great. You look really great. An extra special thanks to you if you're a brand new listener to the show. Episode 13 of season 3. Perhaps not the most obvious of entry points for a new podcast, but you've done it, you're here, so you're looking great, I've said that. Stick with it. All you need to know really is that Lost Map is a small record label. We're based in Scotland. We put on gigs, we put out some music, and we have a nice laugh. That's it, that's really all there is to know. You're an expert now. Spread the word. It's something that I think a lot about, actually, being an expert and how, in my own life, there's there's often been a weird pressure to be an expert of something and have an extensive knowledge of the seven decades of rock and roll and pop music and the countless centuries of folk music before that. It's something I've that's been a bit of a hang-up since I first started in music about 20 years ago. You know, if you, if you played music on an acoustic guitar but you weren't familiar with the works of The Incredible String Band or how to spell Bert Jansch's surname or even pronounce it. If you didn't have that knowledge and you weren't aware of the supposed heritage of the folk revival, you couldn't have anything of merit to sing about yourself. Now, no one ever specifically said that to me, but it was something I definitely felt as a 21-year-old musician and music fan just starting out. And I've been thinking about it a lot because nowadays... It's mad. There's so much access to music through streaming and even the history of music with podcasts and audiobooks available like instantly, immediately. I just wonder if the same pressure is felt by young artists and music fans today or if they feel that because everything is available instantly, there's no need to know anything in depth. At the moment, I'm really into audiobooks. Over the summer, I listened to the Beastie Boys audiobook, which is really excellent. I listened to the audiobook of Revolution in the Head. It's the book that chronologically catalogues and analyzes every song ever recorded by the Beatles, which was really interesting. And I'm currently halfway through the audiobook of Our Band Could Be Your Life. It charts the history of 13 alternative bands from, from the 80s across America and the evolution of independent, hardcore music and the rock scene over there during that decade. And it's been mind-blowing just hearing the stories of bands that I consider myself a huge fan of that I didn't really know much about. Like, I must have about 15 or more Sonic Youth albums, but I didn't really know anything of their backstory other than they were part of this no-wave post-punk scene in New York. You know, you listen to this audiobook and you find out that they were bankrolled by the Swiss couple to begin with and they were total schmoozers at social events. You know, not the awkward, introverted, permanent adolescents that I had always imagined they were. And yeah, you hear about the story of the butthole surfers, which is completely insane. And then you hear about how much of a dickhead Steve Albini pretended to be, even though deep down he was a good dude. I'm Yeah, I'm rambling on a bit, but I'm really enjoying being immersed in all of this stuff. Last month I was interviewed for a Beatles podcast. It's a podcast called Your Own Personal Beatles. 
I was quite nervous about going on because it's a podcast I've been listening to over the entirety of lockdown over the past 18 months or so. It's hosted by this guy, Robin Allender, and another guy called Jack Pelling. Both really lovely dudes. Yeah, a lot of friends have appeared on it and people who I'm a massive fan of have been on it. And I've been introduced to a lot of interesting people who can speak very coherently on the subject of John, Paul, George and Ringo. And I'll be honest, when they asked me on, I didn't feel qualified to talk about the Beatles, even though the podcast itself is called Your Own Personal Beatles. It's, you know, it's specifically about your own relationship with that band. And one thing I wanted to talk about on that episode and never got quite around to articulating properly was that the Beatles for me were one of these tricky bands to feel confident talking about in front of friends or whoever, because there's this sort of expectation that everyone knows everything about the Beatles inside out. And really up until about 10 years ago, I only really knew the greatest hits of the Beatles. And there's a lot of hits. So, you know, that's a lot of music and it's a lot of music that means a lot to me, but it's only half the story really. And that pressure to know everything about the band put me off wanting to listen to their full albums. And maybe I felt some sort of embarrassment about listening to tracks I didn't know anything about. And all of this is to say that there's no need for expertise here on the Lost Map podcast. I've literally got no idea what I'm doing. What I do know is that there's a lot to cram into today's episode and I've just used up about 10 minutes. Since we last spoke, since I last spake on the podcast, there's been a few new things in the works. We've just announced a series of Lost Map Christmas gigs called Humbug. There's some brand new album and EP announcements happening. And there's also all of the music that we've got in this month's Postmap Club to talk about. Postmap Club? What the fuck is Postmap Club? Postmap Club, Postmap Club, Postmap Club, it's a very nice club. Early in the morning, just as day is dawning, Victor's trail is talking loads of shite. Postmap Club is our membership club in which we send you postcards in the post at the turn of every month. These printed postcards have got a bit of artwork on the front or a photograph and on the other side they contain download codes and you can use these download codes to download new music that we're releasing on the label. Brand new singles, exclusive tracks, some rarities, live sessions, all from the Lost Map Collective. We send you at least two or three different postcards each month And when you sign up for the first time, you get a double bumper pack of different postcards. You also get a membership badge and a monthly newsletter from me with more rambling shite. And there's also discount codes for other merchandise on our web shop. It's a nice way for you to support what we're doing as a label. If you enjoy this podcast and you like the music that you hear on it, you should sign up. There are currently three tiers of membership starting at just £3 a month. And all three tiers get exactly the same stuff. The only difference is if you pay more, you get a slightly bigger badge. That's true. You can also purchase a gift membership. If you've got a loved one who is a music fan looking to discover new music and you're struggling to think of what to get them for Christmas, it's coming soon, you can get them the gift of a year's subscription to Postmap Club. It's a no-brainer, folks. If you'd like to have more information on how to become a member or if you'd like to purchase a gift membership, you can do so by going to lostmap.com forward slash club. So, what do Postmap Club members receive this month? Well, let me tell you. 
This month, members will receive three postcards, the first of which is by Bassian, the London-based, often surreal art-punk project of singer-songwriter Serafina Steer and her bandmates Emma Smith, Rachel Horwood and the newly appointed fourth official member, Charlie Stock. A few months ago, we put out an autumnal psych-pop ballad of theirs called You Have Bewitched Me, and this month's postcard is the track Vision of Change, which is a much more strident protest song. We'll be announcing details of Bastian's forthcoming album, which is excellent, by the way. Later on this month on the Lost Map website, Postmap Club members will have already received a discount code for pre-orders of that album. Hmm... Next up, we've got a postcard from Alexia Avina, the New York-based ethereal musician who has recorded a standalone single called How Can I Learn, which will be released publicly later on this month, but Postmap Club members can listen to it in full right now. It shows quite a new side to Alexia's songwriting and her approach to production, something she calls ambient rage, which involves manipulating layers of distortion, creating music that's often abrasive but always emotional. Alexia is working on a number of different projects right now and we'll be hearing more from her in 2022. Finally, in the Postmap Club mailbag, members will receive a postcard from Glasgow's Savage Mansion, the first taste of their forthcoming album, Golden Mountain, Here I Come. The track on the postcard is called Life More Abundant, and it's also the opening track to the album, which is out in late February 2022. We're announcing the album today, and pre-orders will go on sale from November 5th, which happens to be Bandcamp Friday. And yes, if you're a Postmap Club member, you'll get a discount. The track Life More Abundant is a rollicking, upbeat indie rock number. It finds Craig Angus and the band in very rude health indeed. And they're accompanied here by my good friend Stephen Black, a.k.a. Sweet Baboo, on saxophone. I'm really excited. Next year, Savage Mansion are joining Pictish Trail on tour throughout March and April. But before that, they'll be performing at the Lost Map Humbug Showcase that I mentioned earlier on Saturday, December 4th in Glasgow. I'll have more news on that in a wee second. For now, here's Life More Abundant in full. Yeah, 
That was Savage Mansion with their new Postmap Club single, Life More Abundant. As mentioned, the band will be performing at the Glasgow leg of our Humbug Christmas Weekender. The Glasgow show is taking place on Saturday the 4th of December at Mono. Tickets are already selling pretty fast. You can buy them in advance from lostmap.com. Also playing at that show will be a host of other acts from the label, including a stripped-back keyboard and guitar set from Sulka, the return of our Casio Pop adventurers, Happy Spendy, the choral punk punch of Jenny Moore's Mystic Business, who are going to be coming up from London, the high-energy Italo disco thrills of Susie and Lewis from Free Love, who are doing a DJ set, and the night will be headlined by our next guests on the podcast, Herbert Powell. In fact, this show that's happening on December 4th will mark the live return of Herbert Powell's original lineup after a hiatus of almost five years, I think. I never saw Herbert Powell the first time around. In fact, I wasn't really aware of them at all until Craig Angus of Savage Mansion mentioned them to me last year. And even then, my impression was that this was some sort of jokey side project of ex-Savage Mansion drummer Romeo Taylor, one to file alongside his rap duo The Bin Men and his religious MC Father Party Man. But when Taylor himself sent me the recordings that Herbert Powell had made back in 2015-2016 and I actually heard the music, I realised that this was a proper fucking band. I mentioned this in a previous episode of the podcast, but listening to those recordings really transported me back to the music I was listening to as a teenager and in my early 20s. It's got the ferocity and bite of bands from that scene of breakneck American indie rock of the late 80s and 90s. The band themselves cite classic acts such as The Residents, Captain Beefheart, This Heat, Cardiacs and Sun City Girls as influences. And while there's definitely an angular and often chaotic art rock approach to their songwriting, it's matched with a very tight sense of rhythm and a passionate feel for melody, 
On their long-awaited debut album, Here In My Scheme, Here It Ends, there are songs that you can sing along and dance along to. There's an immediacy there that's thrilling and endearing. I should point out the band are also some funny, funny fuckers. My God. We've had a few online meetings and they're hilarious. The band consists of Kay Logan on guitar, Kieran Thomas on bass and vocals, Billy Gochen on guitar and Taylor Stewart on drums and vocals. And it's their shared sense of humour that ties them together. However, they're also pretty mysterious. I wanted to get them on this podcast to talk about why it took so long for these recordings to come together and for the band to reunite. So I sent them a list of questions and they sent me back some audio recordings that defy belief. It's almost like a mini true crime documentary conducted by the band's elusive manager, Mark, who I've never met including interviews with all of the band members, as well as producers Luigi Pasquini and Chris McCrory, all recorded in honour of fallen member DJ Twisty. R.I.P. DJ Twisty. Just a wee warning, you might need to listen to this interview a few times for it to make any sense. Ladies and gentlemen, the first recorded interview with Herbert Powell. Hello everybody listening to the Lost Map Podcast, it is I, Mark, the manager of Herbert Powell, in order to celebrate the upcoming release of the album Here in My Scheme. Here it ends on Lost Map. The band have put their big brains together, along with some friends, to to tell you what's really going on. Hello everybody, I'm Billy, one of the guitar players from the band Herbert Powell. I'm currently based in Texas, and I fly to Glasgow every weekend to practice with the band. I'm currently trying to build a new form of transport, which will be quicker than flying. I'm the inventor of the spring-loaded French fry, which I hope will be flying in Scotch mouth sooner than later. I love Scotland so much, it reminds me of a little Texas. I always call it my home away from home. I first met Herbert Powell at South by Southwest, and the rest is history. Taylor, the drummer of Herbert Powell, was at South by Southwest playing drums for the famous reggae band the Nelson Mandela Effect. Hello, my name is Taylor. I am the drummer for Herbert Powell. I was at South by Southwest, on the Dorita stage, playing the evilest of reggae. Billy was mesmerized by the evil vibes coming off Taylor's drum kit. I got up on the stage and I told him, Hey, Jesus, sip of that reggae energy drink. We got talking after the show, and Billy told me he had received a vision in a dream. I in I told him, hey man, I saw you in my dream last night, bro. He told me that he dreamt we traveled to Scotland together. And that when we arrived, we would invent a brand new type of reggae. Needless to say, I was like that. That's class. And so, the bold Billy and Taylor began their long and terrifying journey to Scotland.
were just chilling on the plane, getting a couple of beers in, when we heard this beautiful voice from behind. And that was how we met Kieran, our American singer. A fateful encounter upon the plane would bring Billy and Taylor into contact with Kieran, the singer and bass player of Herbert Powell. Hello, my name is Kieran. I am the singer and bass player in Herbert Powell. I was minding my own business, singing a song about Cumbernauld, my hometown, when these two geezers came over. They told me that they'd been partial to a wee vision which commanded them to fly to Scotland and start a band together. I'm privy to a wee vision myself from time to time. So I said, what the hell nod? And so Billy and Taylor moved into Kieran's castle in Cumbernauld. One evening, after a busy day of skateboarding around the castle, we heard a mysterious knock at the door. So we lowered the drawbridge, and on the other end was the bold mark. I had been sent as a representative of Burt Investments, a company founded by the eponymous Burt, who had once found success as the manager of Saxon, and was known far and wide as a magician of great and fearsome renown. Burt had gazed deeply into his crystal ball, and was subsequently shown a set of GPS coordinates, which he promptly entered right into Google Maps. I saw Mark tells us he works for this old magical geezer who was looking for some fresh new talent. Mark said he had his eye on the top of the charts, but only on one condition. But Investments had constructed a robot designed with the specific purpose of writing mental riffs. The name of this robot was... K. Hey. I told him, listen we man, we'll start a band with your robot, but we were just about to ask my friend, DJ Twisty. He's absolutely mental. He can play seven-string bass, DJ deck samples, all sorts. And so the lineup of Herbert Powell was complete. Billy Key, Ram, Taylor K, and DJ Twisty. There's Stevenson. And then the next day, Kay comes to us and says, I have wrote ten songs. So it was right into the studio, and we knew the very man for the job. Hello, my name is Luigi Pasquini. I tried to record the Herbert Powell album, but it was a tragedy. The band were befallen by an evil curse. Me studio flooded and floated away down the river Clyde. Luigi's studio floated out to sea along with DJ Twisty's nine-string bass. Frustrated by this funny event, DJ Twisty abandoned the group and joined the army. Twisty abandoned us, man. Look everything right up. We were on top of the world and it all came crashing down like a big fuck deck. It would be an understatement to say that Twisty ruined everything. Karen retreated into the depths of his castle. Taylor had to get a job flushing bottled water down the toilet. Billy flew back to Texas on the next flight, and Kay was put to work mining cryptocurrency. Anthony Fantineau here, the internet's busiest music nerd. Now I'm a huge fan of Herbert Powell, but needless to say, nobody really knows what happened after they broke up or why they decided to get back together. I was so distraught by the breakup that all of my hair fell out, and then my dog ate all of the hair, and then I had to kill and eat my dog to try and get the hair back. But the rumor is that the band had signed a contract in blood with Burt Investments and were eventually tracked down across the globe and forced to record the album again. 
and so nearly a decade later the group sans DJ Twisty entered the studio with Chris McRory. Hello, I'm Chris McCroy. I recorded the Herbert Powell album alongside the band, which will finally be releasing on Lost Map. It sounds class and I can't wait. Herbert Powell have decided for Lost Map podcast listeners to talk a little about each track on the album. Castration memes. This tune has got a wee bit of a funky vibe. I love to sing Het It at the start. It was one of those songs when we wrote it we were like, oh yes. The lyrics are about a toilet expert who kills police officers. That might sound scary, but it's more likely than you think. Every day in Scotland a police officer gets flushed down the toilet by a plumber gone rugu. So I thought it was important to raise awareness about this matter. Business Dracumen. This song is about what if Dracula got some support to start a small business. Or his life ran instead of biting us mere mortals. Maybe he could open a barber or a vape shop. Where he could get in selling magic to gathering cards on eBay. Once powerful uncle. Hello, Taylor here. This song is about my uncle, who was a wheelbarrow baron. He had the monopoly on wheelbarrows in Coatbridge. If anybody else tried to build their own wheelbarrow, then he would smash it with a replica mace from Skyrim. After a few weeks I got sick of his shite, and I bought a gun on the deep web. I took him to Alton Towers, and when we were at the top of Nemesis, I shot his brain right off. So I love my flute. This song is about my friends in Herbert Powell, and how much I love them. I love writing evil reggae songs and speed reggae songs, and I love writing bits on the drums. I love dubstep and I love my wife Mary. Mask. This song is about how we all were masked, man. And our life is a charade, and none of it is real. And about the Matrix. Do we always gotta cry? Do we always gotta live inside a life? Life's just a blast that's moving really fast, you better stay on, or life will kick you in the ass.
Does anybody really know the secret? Or the combination for this life and where to keep it? It's kinda sad when you don't know the meaning that everything happens for a reason. I have no idea what this song is about. Human Pillar. This song is about energy drinks. I love energy drinks. They are absolutely amazing. The Silver Monster is probably the best one. Farm, this song is instrumental but it's class. Paintings. This song is about what if you got trapped inside a fake Burger King. There was no flame grilled hoppers, only your imminent demise. Shoutouts to Lost Map for working with Bert Investments to bring the Herbert Powell album forth from the abyss. Herbert Powell album here in my scheme here it. And releases November 5th, 2021. <laughs>
Holy shit, wasn't that incredible? Thank you to the band for putting that all together. Herbert Powell's debut album, Here in My Scheme, Here It Ends, is out on November 5th on all digital places and also has a very limited edition CD run, which comes with a 20-page booklet detailing the history of the band and a customised embroidered patch. Mm. Lost Map have sold almost all of our allocation of copies, so I suggest picking up this piece of history super fast. Post Map Club members will have received a discount code, of course. You can catch Herbert Powell playing live at the Glasgow edition of Humbug, Lost Map's Christmas showcase taking place on Saturday, December 4th at Mono. Tickets are available from lostmap.com. Okay, now we get to one of the regular segments of the show, First gig, worst gig, and this month we're joined by Claire McKay, also known as Martha Fion. We released Martha Fion's latest album, Nights to Forget, on Lost Map last year, and Claire performed an exclusive stripped-back live session for Postmap Club called Captured on Cassette. It's only taken us a year, but we've actually captured it on cassette and it's being released on tape at the end of November. The tape also brings together some early demos of songs on Nights to Forget as well as Jamie Scott's remix of After the Fact and also a trio of specially commissioned cover versions. There's a cover of the song Universe from Diana Gabrielle. There's a cover of the song Rosaline which is the recorded debut of a new project called Thigh Gap. Thigh Gap which is a collaboration between Clarissa B of Eagle Owl and Kate Lasda of Kid Canaveral. And there's also a cover from Suze Bear, a.k.a. Good Dog. Well, actually, we're going to hear her cover of Someone Who Cares in a wee minute. But before we do, let's listen to Martha Fion's instalment of First Gig, Worst Gig, where she reveals the first gig she attended as a punter and the worst gig she's ever played as a performer. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. First gig, worst gig. Hi there, Martha Fionn here to tell you about my first gig slash worst gig. First gig was to see the much-loved 90s girl group All Saints at the Point Depot in Dublin. I think I must have been around nine at the time. And one of my friends from primary school, her mum was quite young and cool and uh, got us all some tickets, probably because she wanted to go to the gig. And we got ready at their house and put on glitter and blue eyeshadow and made posters, drove to Dublin for the gig. I remember we were really far away from the stage, but that didn't seem to affect my enjoyment of it whatsoever was totally buzzing when we came out. I remember the band were all wearing those massive, massive combat trousers that were very in in the 90s and that are currently back on the shelves of Urban Outfitters, madly. We had a really good time, got into the car to drive home, an hour-long drive ahead of us, and one of the girls who was with us, Laura, announced to the car that All Saints had been miming and the gig was rubbish. And this was very, very upsetting uh, to nine-year-old me. He was such a massive fan of the band. Couldn't believe that these allegations were being made against them. Didn't speak to Laura for the rest of the ride home. And uh, we'll never know to this day whether these allegations were true or not. I personally don't believe that Shazne would have any part to do with miming at a concert, but you can be the judge of that. You can decide for yourself what you think happened. 
I still have the t-shirt that I bought from somebody's car boot in the car park outside the venue, as was what you did back in the days. So it obviously had a lasting impact. I still have my t-shirt, still love All Saints and feel glad that that was my first gig experience. I also went to see Steps a couple of years later. So I was a a little uh, pop teeny bopper and that's probably why I still love making up dance routines to this day such as the one in Natural Successor video for Pictestrill. It's slightly harder to think of a worse gig that isn't either too painful to share or too boring, so I'll keep it light and I'll keep it short. We were asked to play a festival in a large Scottish country park that shall remain nameless, And it was a free gig. We said we'd do it for free. We'd do it for a favour. Which sometimes is a warning sign that you shouldn't be doing something. But we went against our instincts, went for it. And we had the 11am slot in a garden centre. Which was mostly focused on selling ceramic dog sculptures. Like every type of dog. Labradors, dash hounds, everything in between. It was... um, quite bizarre there was just an army of these little dog sculptures as our audience with their beady eyes watching us play at 11am in a rainy park in Scotland the only other humans that were in the audience were a few teenagers who I don't know how they'd ended up there I think they were drinking cans as were we it was thoroughly depressing and hilarious in equal measure that's one that sticks in my memory as a not a great gig I'll put it up there with, you know, top 10 worst and I'll uh, save the other encounters for therapy, for years and years of therapy down the line. Oh.
thank you to Martha Fionn for her first gig, Worst Gig. You just heard the Good Dog cover of Martha Fionn's song, Someone Who Cares, which features on the Captured on Cassette tape, which is being released on the 27th of November. And it's available to pre-order from the Lost Map web shop now. Post Map Club members get a discount. You know that you do. Martha Fionn is launching this cassette release with a special performance at the Rum Shack in Glasgow on Saturday the 27th of November with support from Diana Gabrielle, who, as mentioned earlier, does a cover on the cassette. And there's a late night performance from Apostille, the cathartic electropop project of Michael Kasparis of Night School Records. You can get tickets from the Lost Map website. Okay, we're almost at the end of today's episode. Thanks for joining us. In other news, there's going to be a bit of a Pictish Trail announcement happening on November 4th. This podcast comes out on November 1st, so I can't reveal too much just now, but I think it's okay for me to say that there's going to be two brand new songs coming out on November 4th, along with a big announcement, so look out for that. Uh, I'm just beginning to pack my bags, actually, to head down to Glasgow. I've got some rehearsals this week, ahead of some shows I'm doing down there. On the 6th of November, I'm playing a headline show at... Eastwood Park Theatre in Gifnick. There's still tickets available for that. And then the next day, 7th of November, I'm supporting the legendary Mogwai. Yes. At their sold-out show at Glasgow's Royal Concert Hall. I might see some of you there. Hopefully we can actually get into the building. The COP26 conference is happening at the same time and I think there's a bunch of road closures. It sounds quite stressful, so I'm just, I'm not going to think about it just now, okay? Stop talking about it. We'll close today's show with a new track from Callum Easter. His long-awaited second album, entitled System, is finally coming out via Moshi Moshi Records in association with Lost Map on November 19th. Callum will be launching the album with a live performance at the Edinburgh edition of Humbug, which is taking place on Friday the 3rd of December at Summer Hall. There's also going to be performances that night from Gordon McIntyre, the lead singer and songwriter with indie legends Ball Boy. We'll be hearing more from him next month. There'll also be a performance from Jenny Moore's Mystic Business and Edinburgh's own Maranta. We'll have more news on them next month too as it happens. And yes, there's going to be a headline performance from Callum Easter. His live shows are always captivating. He's such an interesting character, someone who's resolutely following his own path, creating music that draws from so many different sources and yet remains uniquely his own. We released his debut album, Here or Nowhere, on Lost Map in 2019 and... It deservedly won the public vote at the Scottish Album of the Year Awards in 2020. This new album, System, takes the claustrophobic energy and the distortion of his debut and turns up the heat even more. The singles, What You Think, System and Little Honey each have this scorching glam rock fire about them. But there's also a more vulnerable side to the album, an intimacy that's every bit as intense as it is affecting. On the track My Love, which we're about to play, There's a closeness driven by an insistent, breathy pulse played on the ocarina, which gives the song a loose R&B shuffle. It's a really cool sound, and yeah, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening, and thanks to Joe Cormack for editing and production work on today's episode, and every episode. Well done, Joe. If you've enjoyed today's show, please have a visit to our website, lostmap.com, and maybe think about joining Postmap Club. I've been Pictish Trail. We'll catch you again next month. Here's Callum Easter with My Love. (laughs) 